Hey everyone, and welcome to Inside the Morgue. We're your hosts, Jess and Alice, and this week, we're going to be doing something a little different. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that we are huge fans of the card game Morbid Curiosity. We like to share their trivia questions with you guys, but this game is also so cool, and they have conversation starter cards, so we thought we would pull a couple of those cards and kind of share our thoughts and answers. So let's get into it. So, our first card, Jess. If you could come back as a ghost, who would you haunt? And what are the rules of haunting? I think I would have to haunt my boyfriend, Dom. And my rules for haunting are to be the most annoying, but only slightly annoying. Like, I would move the desk an an inch every day. Or, like put the glass just so it almost mm-hmm. falls off the table like almost being like a cat because I was just gonna say <laughs> you're a ghost cat and I love it and I know Dom loves cats Dom <laughs> is obsessed with cats or like I would leave the light on in the hallway or like never push my chair in <laughs> I do do that now <laughs> I <laughs> just live how you live now just as a ghost I'm just being my normal self what would you do I agree so I definitely so I think now I'm getting really technical into this. I think the technical term for a ghost who can like touch and move objects is a poltergeist. Like I think that's like poltergeist can touch and move things. So I'd want to be like a poltergeist because I want to be able but to But not stuff. evil. Not evil. Not like the spooky movie. Although I love that movie. But so same thing as you. I'd want my rules of haunting is people would know I was haunting them because I would move. They'd be stubbing their toes a lot more because I would move all their furniture slightly <laughs> Like all in the same, like like one inch to the left. So when you walk in your room, you won't notice it immediately, but then you stub your toe because everything's just slightly off and you don't know why. And I'd, I'd do that to people who were kind of like, no, nah, I, I would do that to people who were just kind of rude to other people. Like if I could tell who was like a rude person, like if you're rude to a waitress or a waiter and I see you do that in my ghost life, I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to move all your furniture slightly to the left and you're going to stub your toe and that's going to be your karma. Oh, see, I wouldn't do it to Dom to like be mean. I would do it to like be funny, like it's out of love. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm doing it to be mean. (laughs) But I would also, I would would probably haunt, if Costa were still alive, if I die first, I would would haunt Costa. What would I do to him so that he'd know I was there? I'm trying to think of a cute little thing I could do. I'd eat a snack in the kitchen. I'd leave crumbs on the counter. He hates when I do that. <laughs> but he'd, he'd see it and he'd be like, oh, she's here. <laughs> oh, she's here with me in spirit. And I'd haunt my family too and just try to find find ways to let them know like, hey, I'm watching. But like I'd do something funny. If I was haunting Dom and to let him know that I was there, I would always never push my chair in. And he'd be like, oh, Jess is here. Because I do that every single time I get up from the table. I don't know why. I just never push my chair in. Because I'm like, oh, I'll come back and sit in it. And it's already pulled out for me. Yep. Oh, my God. Wait, you just gave me the thing I would do for my family. And this is like an ongoing joke. <laughs> my family is I leave multiple cups everywhere. And I forget that I have a cup. And I grab another cup. So there would just be half-filled cups of water all over the house. <laughs> Stop, me too. I have a cup in almost every single room of my house. I know. My brother has a joke. And it's all half filled. (laughs) Yeah, they're all half filled. And I've literally had two cups of water on my nightstand, forgot about both of them. And right before bed, I was like, oh, I'll go get another. I'll get like a cup of water. And I filled a cup, walked into my room. I was like, I had no idea these two cups were here. 
My brother has a joke. You know how when you play peekaboo with babies, they think you're actually gone because they don't have object permanence? Yeah. My brother's like, that's how you are with cups. If it's not in your line of sight, you don't think it exists. So you get a new one. Are we the same person? Yes. (laughs) All right. Card number two. Who would you have officiate your funeral? I've thought about this one and I'm so excited. I have three answers and they're all ridiculous. Number one is Jeff Goldblum. And he's, I know he does like jazz music and stuff. So I'd want him to be playing like a nice little piano thing. Nice. I love that. Kind of just like riffing while he's giving my eulogy or officiating. Number two is Samuel L. Jackson. But he has to be dressed as his character in the Star Wars prequels, Mace Windu, full with the purple lightsaber. And last is Danny DeVito. I was hoping you were going to (laughs) say love me Danny DeVito I just want I think he's my number one choice number one choice would be Danny DeVito what about you I think I haven't thought too hard about this like you but I think I would want Lady Gaga to officiate my funeral because I think she could just serenade me into the grave the beauty and the drama that she would bring to the event but I think she has to be in her meat costume her iconic meat dress. Her meat dress from the MTV <laughs> Music Awards. It's just like dripping off of her as she's slowly singing. What song would you want her to sing? Oh my god. Is it Bloody Mary, the one that's like really viral right now? Probably that one. Yes, I love That's very that on brand. I love that song and I'm so happy it's viral now with the Wednesday dance. I would be, if I was at your funeral, I would be doing the Wednesday dance while she did it behind her. In the, I wouldn't be wearing a meat dress, but I would be doing the Wednesday dance. <laughs> and then I also think, so if anyone out there is a Grand Tour fan, I think that Jeremy Clarkson, he's also... The star of Clarkson's Farm on Amazon Prime. He would be hilarious to have at my funeral because he would just be saying a bunch of like British mumbo jumbo. That- nobody <laughs> knowing what he's talking about and just making fun of me. Jeremy Clarkson. Oh my God, a roast from Jeremy Clarkson. That's the only way to go. Is, what a way to go out. Oh my God. With gosh, Danny DeVito as a, as a guest star. I love that juxtaposition because one of them is so, so tall and the other one is so, so not. And I, I love it. <laughs> I love just the vibes that that is giving. <laughs> okay, card number three. How do you want your body disposed of? I think, so I've talked about this before a couple times on our episodes for the podcast i want my body donated to science i'm like a very firm believer in giving your body back to science and like them figuring out like okay what can we do what can we work on like if you're working on hardware to like improve other people's health and health conditions let me be a guinea pig what do i have my body to do for me anymore but i would also love to be donated to the body farm and have like forensic professionals study me <gasps> Yeah. And see if being small plays a factor in anything after death. If being small plays a factor. And then you could, back to card number one, you could haunt the body farm and you could watch. (gasps) I could watch me decompose. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait. I'm so sorry. I'm going back to card number one. I I know it said, who would you haunt? But we've talked about this before. I would haunt the morgue where they did my autopsy and I would watch my autopsy if I was a ghost. Oh, that's such a loophole to be like, attending your own autopsy yeah 
I would haunt the morgue where they were doing my autopsy and I would watch that. And then after that was done, I would go about my spooky poltergeist business. Go back and haunt all the all the mean people. I would haunt and give karma to rude people. And then I would pop in on my family and loved ones and let them know I was chilling. I'm just chilling. I saw my autopsy. We're good. But I love that. I wasn't. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of the body farm. I was thinking same thing. Donating my body to science. But yeah, that falls under the umbrella of the body farm is under that umbrella. Oh, I would love that. And that's honestly, if you want to know more about what could happen to someone after they die, like what are the options for someone's body if they want to donate it, highly recommend the book Stiff by Mary Roach. Each chapter is a different thing that people's bodies go to use for if they donate them. And I'm pretty sure she has a chapter on the body farm. I'm pretty sure it's chapter four because it was my favorite chapter. <laughs> Watch me be completely wrong. I'm going to go check <laughs> whenever. I'm too lazy to get up and go check right now. It's in the living room and I'm not going to go all that way to check this moment. But it is in there and it's it's a very interesting book and I, I love it. And one thing they get into also in that book is human composting, which I have always been fascinated by. And I think it's legal in six states now. I was just going to say, I recently read an article that it's becoming like more of a thing that people do and it's legal. Yeah. I think Caitlin Doherty, is that her name, who does Ask a Mortician? She's a very big proponent of like green funerals and like eco-friendly death care. And she's always posting about like, oh, this state is now legalized like uh, human composting. And I follow her and I love her posts and all of her content. And so I've seen it there. And I think I would that would be another option for me would be to be composted and then like plant like a tree or something oh my god maybe i could be a tree i could be a tree or something nice for my loved ones to come visit this tree that's growing from me literally yeah i think there's just something so beautiful in that and it's eco-friendly i love the environment and so that would be a really cool option too oh i love that i'm so on yeah, board with that love it i'm just double checking her name right now stop i want to go get stiff and see what chapter it is okay it's caitlin doughty i believe d-o-u-g-h-t-y she has a lot of followers on instagram i'm sure people have probably heard of her she's the good death on instagram she has she writes books i still have to buy all of her books they all sound amazing but yeah she's on instagram and i believe she's also on youtube where she does ask a mortician and she answers everybody's questions about the funeral industry it's chapter three in stiff oh it was it's so called close. life after death on human decay and what can be done with it and then chapter four if anyone's interested what that one is it's called, i was just gonna ask <laughs> it's called dead man driving human crash test dummies and the ghastly necessary science of impact tolerance, which is also something I never really thought about until I read this book. Yes, those two chapters stuck with me the most because I think after reading Stiff, that was the first time I heard of the body farm. And then the chapter right after that was the crash test cadaver chapter. And that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that cadavers were used for that kind of thing. I should reread this book. This was such a good book. I know. Now I want to reread it. I did my internship at the office that I currently work at now, and that's how I first found out about this book because there was like an intern reading list like, oh, like books you might like if you're interested in the field of forensics. And this was one of the top choices on that list. And I read the title and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a book for me. Yeah, it's such an interesting read. Highly recommend if you're into this kind of stuff, which I hope you are if you're listening to this. If if you're listening to our podcast. not, I'm so sorry. This must be so unpleasant for you if you're not into this kind of thing and you're listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for the listen, though. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the hate listen, but <laughs> we'll take it. So our last card is Alice. What would you like people to do at your funeral? Ooh, I guess there's a few. I don't know. And I know I feel like everybody always says this. And I don't know. I, I want people to have a good time. And I want people to share good memories of me. Go out to eat. Have a party. And I feel like everybody's always like, have a party when I die. And people are like, well, when you die, I'm going to be sad. I'm not going to have a party. I'm not going to be in the mood to have a party. So I want everyone to grieve in their own way that they grieve. And when everybody's ready, I want them to have some kind of big blowout party. Like a celebration of your life Yeah, party. maybe not at my funeral. Actually, it would be really funny if there was karaoke at my funeral. Oh, wait, I'm changing. I want karaoke at my funeral. I want, instead of coming up to say like a prayer, you have to pick a song and you, you have, have to, to sing me a song. <laughs> Everybody serenades you. You have to sing me a song and you have to have a prepared song. You have to come dressed in the costume of the artist you're performing as. So if you want to sing Lady Gaga, you got to come in the meat dress. Yes, I will be there. (laughs) Send me a save the date. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry. (laughs) That was great. Send me a save the date to your funeral. Well, I did send you an invite to the funeral for my 20s. That was my birthday party. I also, if people don't want to get dressed up in costume and do karaoke, I know black is a very classic color to wear. When one is grieving, it has a lot of meaning to it. And if that's what people want to wear at my funeral, that is A-OK. But I also want people, if they feel like they want to, wear fun colors. Wear something, I don't know, wear something bright. Make it a colorful affair. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. So I have a very non-serious answer and a serious answer. So I'll do my non-serious one first, my funny one. Mm -hmm. I want... Do you remember in high school, did you ever play Kahoot? I had, that was a little after my time, but I'm somewhat familiar with the concept, yes. So in high school, Kahoot was like the biggest thing and the most fun thing that you can do in class. So I want a giant Kahoot about my life and everybody at the funeral has to play it and whoever wins gets everything in my will and then the loser has to plan the funeral after party. This is the greatest <laughs> idea I have ever heard in my life. That is absolutely incredible. I love that. That is such a brilliant idea. I am blown away by how smart that is. I think that then everybody would be like involved because everyone loves Kahoot, especially the music. That's a bop. Yeah, I have to, I'm going to look this up. I'm too old for this. I'm going to look up the Kahoot music later. And then my serious answer is... I think I would want like, like it's it's like a celebration of your life. Everybody has like memories around you and like telling their stories. It would probably be a normal funeral if I had to t- guess. But I think at the end I would want like you know how they like after weddings mm-hmm. they do like butterfly release. I want like a butterfly release at the end of my funeral. That's really nice. That's really nice and wholesome. But then. There's a Kahoot. <laughs> but then there's still the Kahoot. I love the Kahoot idea because one of, this is going to sound weird. One of my favorite parts about funerals or wakes is usually after the funeral, after the internment, the family and close ones will go out to like a lunch or something. And you sit there and at first it's a little sad, but then everybody starts talking and telling stories about the person who passed and like things that they loved, things that they remember. And everybody ends up start laughing, sharing crazy stories like, oh, I remember the time when grandma did this and when she was babysitting us. And so I think the Kahoot is a really fun way to tie that in because like everybody's sharing memories and like remembering you in that way. <laughs> you got to guess. Got to guess what I did in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> I love 
I unironically love that idea. I think that is that is such a good idea. Have you seen that meme where someone said that they don't want to be in the casket like at their wake or funeral like someone will go they like I want like an empty casket up there someone opens it and I'm not in there and then suddenly thanks for the memories my fallout boy starts playing and I start swinging from the ceiling <laughs> your, just, your dead body swinging from the ceiling just like the I, dead weight just like swinging I love from that the ceiling. oh oh so one of my favorite youtube channels smosh they do like the cast there's about like eight or ten of them, like, in the consistent cast that always does videos, they do a roast session, and it's like, oh, Amanda died. She literally sits in, like, a funeral casket chair. It looks like a casket. She's sitting in it, and everybody, like, goes up, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna miss Amanda, and then they just start roasting her. That's what I want, too. Oh, my... You want a roast? I want a funeral roast. But maybe I want to do that funeral while roast. I'm still alive so I can, like, laugh with with everyone. I want a fake funeral. Roast. I was going to say, <laughs> I want to hear what everybody has to say. You're just really dramatic and you fake your own death just to get that. <laughs> well, when I turn 30, I'll have a death to my 20s and then we can have the roast session. We could do that. I'll start planning it now. I'll start making the cahoot. I'll do it. <laughs> Stop. That would be hilarious. That is so... Oh, man. I wish I... I need to do that now. I am so, I love that. I can't get over how much I love that idea. That is so funny. It really shows my age how much I love cahoot. I've heard of it. I've just never played it. When I was in high school, it was always... We played, like, Jeopardy. Like, the teacher would set up, like, make their own, like, Jeopardy board. Yeah. I did yeah. that in middle school. That makes sense, because I was probably in high school, like, towards the end of my high school years when you were in middle school. I just want a game show at my funeral. Game show, karaoke. Would it be, would your Jeopardy be just about your life, or would it be, like, about your work and how, what you do in forensics? Oh, I think it would if it was actually a Jeopardy about me at my funeral. I would have to, to make it fair, I would have to make it about my life, because there are some people in my life that I love very dearly that do not want to know anything about what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Understandable. They know what I do and they're squeamish and they don't want me to talk about it. So they they wouldn't be fair if it was all about my forensic stuff because they would know nothing. <laughs> they would have no idea. <laughs> what about you? It would be like your your life. I think I think I would do like a combination of both, but not all forensics and like kind of leave some things out because yeah, like my family is squeamish and mm-hmm. they don't want to know like all the gory, gruesome details of things that I do at work. But I feel like forensics is a huge... Making people throw up at your funeral. Right. But I feel like forensics is such, like, a huge part of my life, and it is, like, it's me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has right. to be... There has to be that combination. Right. Yeah. Be a little... It would definitely be mixed in there for mine. What would... This isn't a card, guys. Now I'm just, like, spiraling thinking about <laughs> planning a funeral. What would you want to be dressed in? Like, what would you want your body to be wearing? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I know everybody, like, always picks, the family always picks, like, oh, this was her favorite suit. Let's put her in this. Yep. I think I would want, like, not, like, a dress. I want to pick my funeral outfit out. I wouldn't want my family to pick it out. So I think it would be workout leggings (laughs) and a hoodie. You're in athleisure. I love that. (laughs) If I'm going to sleep and I'm going to be laying down for a while, why wouldn't I want to be comfortable? I appreciate that. 
I like that a lot. What would you wear? I would probably wear, for shoes, I would definitely wear one of my pairs of Converse that I love and I've had since high school and have emo song lyrics written on them. You wouldn't wear your skull sneakers? Uh, maybe I would. I th- I might wear those, but I also kind of want to leave those like to my loved ones because those are like an iconic thing of mine. I think we need to post a picture of your skull sneakers to our Instagram. <gasps> I would love that. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I would love to post my skull sneakers. I almost wore them to graduation. I wish I did. So the mas- when I got my masters, I almost wore my skull sneakers. But and I would just basically want to wear I love I have really funny graphic tees. Like that's one thing my family always gets me that I love. Like really funny nerdy graphic t-shirts my brother and sister like nailed it this year for my birthday my sister got me a sweatshirt that has a skull on the back or a skeleton on the back and it says this is my hangover sweatshirt it's really cute it's so cute i wore it the day after my birthday it was very fitting my brother got me two star wars shirts and one of them is darth vader saying i paid an arm and a leg for this suit because he literally did And then the other one is two stormtroopers looking at each other like, maybe that was the droid we were looking for. (laughs) So those are just some examples. And I also have one from my dad and my mom and dad that says the expressions of Vader. And it's like happy, sad, embarrassed. But it's it's all the same face. It's all the same because he has the helmet. And I have other funny nerdy shirts that are like horror movie shirts. So I would want to be buried in one of my funny graphic tees. I'd let my family decide which one. I'd say, pick one of my funny t-shirts, put me in it, put me in these converts, and then skinny jeans or something. Because I'm an emo millennial, and I still sometimes... I don't always wear skinny jeans. Actually, you know what? I'm more comfy in my looser jeans than I have, like my bootcut jeans. And maybe some fun colors in my hair, if my hair isn't a fun color. Yeah. Could they do that? Do they do that at funeral homes? Could they dye my hair? For sure. The funeral makeup artists, they do amazing work. They really do. Again, not our job. Sometimes I get asked if I do that, and I do not, but... But a super cool job. Yeah. Super, super cool job. I love it. One thing... So as much as we're talking about, like, what we'd want for us at our funeral, this was something that Mary Roach said at the end of Stiff, which really stuck with me, because she was saying she's all about... You're, you're holding up the book now. You're going to check me. Fact-checking me because I got the chapter wrong. I just want to know. <laughs> no, I love it. I really wanted oh, to know if I was right. I'm glad that we found out on air that I was so close but not there. But she says like she would she would choose to donate her body to science, but she knows I think it's her husband is a little squeamish about that. And so she said, ultimately, the funeral and the wake and the service is for the living. So she's like, honestly, whatever my family needs to do with me after I'm gone, they can do however they mourn me, however they need to. But then she said, but then I'm going to do this. She's, I think she said, like, if I go before my husband, he can have a funeral for me. But if he goes before I do, maybe I'll donate his body if he's not super opposed to that. <laughs> but I think he was. I think I remember in there, he wasn't super about the donating. I, I understand where people come from, but I think it's cool. No, like, I understand, like, you don't want somebody you don't know, like, poking and prodding at your body. But, like, you're gonna... Yeah. You're not gonna know. Like, you're not gonna know, like, what exactly they're doing. Yeah. You might have, like, an idea if this is, like, a pre-planned thought. For, like, the past few years, you've been, like, saying to your family, okay, like, I'm donating my body. Mm -hmm. This is the society foundation company I'm going with. Like, sign this paperwork as soon as I die, and then you get shipped off. But... I mean, yeah, like like you said, funerals are more for the living than anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody grieves in their own way. 
for like donating your body like you could say all day i want to donate my body and then you die and your family's like no we're not doing that even though that was her final wish we're not consenting yeah it's really up to the living to decide i could definitely tell people what i would prefer to have i doubt they'll be able to book danny devito for my event Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Morgue. If you enjoy our podcast and want to learn more about forensics, keep on listening. You can find us on Instagram at Inside the Morgue Pod and DM us with anything you want to talk about. Also, we will link the Instagram page for Morbid Curiosity card game if any of you want to play along with us at home. We'll be back next week for a brand new dissection. Bye!